Welcome to the Health Pulse podcast. I'm Dr. Connor Delaney, CEO and President of Cleveland Clinic, Florida. My special guest for today is Andrew Koenig. Andrew began his career in city furniture as an operations associate in 2007, when he spent a significant amount of time streamlining the operations department for the first eight years of his career. He now serves as CEO of City Furniture and oversees all departments of the business. He's here today to talk about City Furniture's lean philosophy, green-focused initiatives, and community give-back programs. Andrew, welcome to the podcast, and thank you for being here. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Well, to start, maybe you'd tell us a little bit about yourself and your professional background. Sure, sure. So, so I'm Andrew, uh, married with three amazing kids. Um, my father is Keith Koenig, and uh, uh, my uncle is uh, Kevin Koenig. They couple of furniture guys, waterbed guys. And uh, so I grew up in the furniture industry, essentially my whole life, uh, talking furniture since I was a little kid at the dinner table. Uh, but uh, actually, when I was a kid, I didn't want to go into the family business. I wanted to play professional golf. So I tried at that a couple years into college, but quickly realized that I needed to find a, a real career one day once I played some of the best players in the world. Uh, but luckily, I found that business was just as fun and competitive and, you know, really exciting for me as, as I, as I learned more in college about what business was all about. I fell in love with my accounting classes and my finance classes. So me and my dad, you know, started to talk uh, a lot about work, you know, at that period of time. So, uh, and uh, right out of college, went straight into work and haven't left really. Uh, that sounds exciting. And I think a sports background is always amazing. It's a great analogy for so many things in life. <laughs> You, you know, as a kid, I thought like work was work. And uh, what I didn't realize is that work can be fun and competitive and rewarding. And uh, I, it took me a little bit later in my life to realize that. Yeah, good for you. Absolutely. Now, City Furniture is a family run business. So I'm sure it brings many of those things to life. But it opened in 1971, I understand, as a waterbed store by your, your dad with the help of his brother. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the history of yep. city furniture and how it evolved to become such a leading furniture store today. Yeah, uh, just really, there were a couple of brothers, entrepreneurs, uh, grew up very humble uh, uh, beginnings, uh, not much, had to work their way through high school, through college, you know, put food on the table. And, um, but uh, I guess that entrepreneur spirit got into them. And my uncle, for some reason, uh, saved up $2,500 to open up our first waterbed store and coerced my father to get in that business with him. And uh, they never, they fell in love with it. I, I, the story goes that uh, they actually sold some waterbeds that, that summer and turned into Waterbed City and, and a legitimate business that grew from the 70s and 80s. And, uh, you know, essentially in the eight, late 80s, early 90s, waterbeds weren't cool anymore, apparently. And uh, I guess buildings in Florida started to outlaw them, uh, especially on the second floor above, because there were so many leaks. So they had to pivot into uh, uh, full-line home furnishings in 1994. That's when we turned into city furniture. To the right of us was Levitt's, the number one home furnishings retailer in the country, maybe world at that time. And to the left of us was Rooms to Go, which was a, a early, well-funded startup. So uh but proud of them. And uh, they, they ended up turning it into South Florida as uh, number one home furnishings retailer. So uh, really started from that waterbed journey and kind of jumped into full line home furnishings when we had to, and uh, they weren't cool anymore. Hmm. 
that's a great story and wow i hadn't thought about it like that the fact that second third floor waterbed might be an issue and that might become oh yeah some horror stories watch out oh i could yeah now now you say it i i can imagine i can imagine so you coming to join the family must have been fantastic that's that's such a great team game and, and such a great story but before you joined city furniture you studied lean philosophy uh, and you even went to Toyota's headquarters in Japan, I understand. So after learning from Toyota and other lean companies in the US, you then tried to think of how you would introduce lean thinking to City Furniture uh, a long time back in 2007. Can you expand a little on what that's entailed yeah, and how that's evolved for, for sure. furniture distribution? Yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, actually, the story starts really in 2003 in college when I was reading a book called The Machine That Changed the World. And essentially, it was the first uh, book that highlighted the terminology lean. Uh, Jim Womack, an American educator, uh, uh, called what Toyota was doing. Uh, he, he, he referred to it as lean thinking. So long story short, I read that book in 2003, I think about six years after that book uh, was published. And in the book, it talks about how Toyota has really built such a phenomenal business over, you know, I think they started in the 1940s um, and actually had to build themselves back up after the war uh, in Japan over there when everything really got decimated. But so this little, you know, company called Toyota in 1950 in um, the 40 years later becomes the world's number one automobile maker. Uh, not only uh, in volume and sales and profitability, but also in culture, um, in quality and customer satisfaction scores. And it really highlighted that uh, Toyota from this little island in Japan had no resources, but something somehow built this amazing worldwide global empire. And essentially at that time, late 90s, early 2000s, I think it was valued uh, Toyota's value was worth GM, Ford, Chrysler, and I think Honda and a couple others. So how could this little company have created such, in, such an amazing uh, business? And in the book, they explain a lot of the continuous improvement, lean thinking uh, principles that they applied. And as, as I read that book, I fell in love with it. And, um, you know, my dad's okay with me saying this. A lot of the things I read in the book were kind of opposite of what I was taught at the dinner table for many years. So um, I asked my father to get me a tour of Toyota. He was friends with Jim Moran, uh, who was the biggest South, uh, Southeast United States Toyota dealer. Jim Moran uh, uh, sent me over there on my spring break. He got me an amazing tour. And everything I read in the book is, is what I saw in real life. And I, I was absolutely hooked. I was a zealot on day one and reading everything I could on lean thinking. So so I come back from Japan. I try to convince my father to uh, do this lean initiative and, and uh, strategy for our business. And of course, he's like, what are you talking about, kid? You know, our business is up 800 percent the last 12 years. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, he was always very nice to me, but he was like, ah, well, no, thanks. No, thanks. So not until 2007, when the Great Recession was looming its head, um, that he was like, all right, let's let's bring in a consultant that's done this before and, and let's let's learn it. And Long story short, we pulled in a consultant and they really helped uh, my father and myself um, uh, translate the thinking into pointing it out in our business that we had a lot of opportunities to improve. And we've been on a lean journey ever since 2007. And, uh, and I'm really proud to say, uh, actually, just a week ago uh, or so ago, uh, uh, Toyota, we are now partnering with Toyota 
on like the actual company Toyota on implementing lean thinking in retail. And we're, we're advising them or hopefully through our journey at city, we're hopefully going to share some more knowledge that they can apply to their, their retail side of the business. So it's come full circle. Pretty cool. More than pretty cool. That's an incredible story. Wow. Thanks. Ben. Uh, that must've been exciting too. And going to Toyota to see it all in action in the, in their real world must've been amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So now you, you at City Furniture, you have a tagline, everyone can live like this. Maybe you want to talk through the tagline a little bit and what it means for City Furniture and how it relates to your vision for the company. Yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of the tagline, my father and I, and, and really all the folks that have been here for many, many years. Everyone can live like this to us means really our ethos of like um, what City does, which is we try to bring beautiful product great people experiences, great customer experiences, like same day delivery or next day delivery or, or free design. Right now I'm inside our free design gallery here in Tampa um, or our moving services. And, and not only just beautiful product, beautiful services and phenomenal well-trained people, but at affordable value. And, um, you know, in the home furnishing space, there's a lot of really beautiful products, but sometimes the price points are just through the roof. And uh, so, so since, I think my uncle, my father started with those humble beginnings. They know the value of a dollar and know how important it is to pass that on. So we've always been trying to pass on value in our products and services. And, and that tagline really just highlights what we're trying to do. Uh, we're just, we're just, we want everybody to live beautifully and have great product and great quality and last for a long time and have a great sales associate that they can call on whenever they want and, or designer. And, um, it, it, you know, everyone can live like this really kind of hits that, that point home that we are really trying to get everyone to live, you know, more beautifully, better quality, better style. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. It's an impressive tagline, but I think it's an even more impor important and impressive vision um, of you. what you're trying to provide for your customers. So that's really, really great. But Appreciate you're also, in addition to that, you're a, a green focused organization. And your goal, as I understand it, is to become carbon neutral by 2040. Obviously, that's challenging for different industries, but maybe you could talk through some of the tactics and strategies that you're pursuing to reach the goal for city furniture. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a few examples of our focus to hit that target of carbon neutrality is um, our stores like I'm in today. All the new construction since I think about 2008, 2009, our lead certified stores, so leadership, energy, environmental design. So we design them very green to be very operational efficient for the environment. We also have a phenomenal partnership with FPL uh, um, with their Solar Together program. I'm happy to say, I, I believe we're right around uh, one, uh, about 25% of our, our energy is powered by solar panels through FPNL. And I think by 2025, about a third of our energy is going to be uh, powered uh, by uh, uh, solar panels with the partnership with FPNL. So we're really proud of that. Uh, on the fleet side, two years ago, we actually ranked the greenest fleet in the United States of America. Um, and we've been in the top 15, 25 fleets in the country for many years. Um, but I'm, I'm proud of our head of, uh, of our fleet. His name is Dave Clemager. He, uh, he got us to number one in 2021. And it was a, an amazing milestone. We're so proud of him. But our, our fleets run on compressed natural gas uh, which and, and renewable natural gas, which is about 67% less emissions. We also have, everybody loves to know that we have Tesla semis on order. Uh, so we have five of those that I think are coming next year. 
uh, and we have electric vehicles, you know, company vehicles, you name it. So um, uh, Dave and the entire fleet team has been on this green journey since about 2012. And it's been a very rewarding one and, and also very uh, uh, fuel efficient. Uh, I think our cost per gallon is close to $1.35, $1.50. And so, and, and I'm not sure if you've paid attention to diesel prices, but they're through the roof. So it's, it's not only right for the environment, uh, the government also supports us and gives us money back, uh, tax credits and so forth. But it's also, uh, um, you know, very financially helpful. So, but it, it's hard work to execute up front. So many different green strategies. We, we recycle everything in our warehouse, but uh, being green is a real important uh, goal of ours. You know, furniture, uh, you know, we, we want to make sure we're taking good of their, uh, care of the earth. We need, we need, we need that, those uh, forests to thrive so we can have more furniture in the future. So, uh, you know, it's all one cycle. Uh, it also fits into your lean management and operational principles quite does, nicely. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm Irish. It'd be a little bit harder to do all of that solar powered stuff in Ireland than uh, it is here yeah. in Florida, but that works well for uh, the, the Teslas. Yeah. So you've also got a 5% giving pledge uh, talking about how city furniture will donate 5% of its annual profits every year. That sounds a, a, like an amazing goal. Can you talk a little bit about what the pledge entails? Yeah, it, it goes back about five years ago. I remember looking into our financials deeper over, over maybe a decade. And, and really my father and, and also my uncle, my uncle passed away in 2001, but, but they, they just gave a lot of dough uh, to great organizations that needed their support throughout the years. And, and I remember, you know, talking to Keith to say, hey, we got to make sure that our customers know about this. You know, back in the day, philanthropic giving was kind of behind the scenes, not as, as public. But nowadays, customers really want to know, you know, what comp, you know, what do you stand for? What are you doing to make the world a better place? And so we we created our five percent giving pledge. It's a pledge to give a minimum of five percent of our profits back every year. We we well exceed that. Uh, every year, we release our corporate social responsibility report to kind of highlight where we're giving and showcasing what we're doing with that dough. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm real proud of it. It's, it's very important. Our, all of our associates feel really good. One of my favorite stories, a warehouse associate walked up to me and says, Andrew, I, I can't help out the campaign. In this case, it was American Heart Association. Uh, he's like, I, you know, I just, I don't have any dough right now. I, I really can't help. I, I told him, I was like, bro, you work for city furniture. City is giving back on your behalf. You help this company be more efficient, more profitable, more safe, better customer satisfaction, yada, 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 grow. You are giving back by just being a part of this team. And I remember his eyes lighting up saying, wow, that, that really makes me feel good that I know City's going to give back properly. So anyways, the 5% giving pledge is a big deal here at City. It's a, it's a big sign in our stores. We, we communicate it publicly, not because we want to brag, but because we want to make sure everybody knows that you know our businesses live in those values of giving back and taking good care of our community because we're, we're so blessed because of the community. Yeah, well, it helps you live in the community. That's a, a great goal, really is. Yeah, now, the corporate donations then, so they're structured around five main giving pillars as well. Home, yeah. health, service, diversity, education. Maybe you could talk a little bit about the pillars and the organizations that support them. Yeah, absolutely. So so those five categories, we, when we decided like what they were, we looked at the past, we looked at what value can city begin, you know, uh, really provide value to. So for the for first one is home. So we're really big partners with Habitat for Humanity um, and other uh, furniture donation banks. So um, we, we strongly partner with them to prevent any products from going in the landfill. 
So that's a, those that, that's an example of a good one there. Uh, on the health side, you know, we were big partners with the American Cancer Society. My mom passed away from uh, cancer uh, almost eight years ago. So we're big partners. I'm a mama's boy. So you, you can imagine I'm, we're going to partner with American Cancer Society forever. Uh, and they do amazing, great work, uh, as well as American Heart Association and many others. Um, uh, education, um, you know, you got junior achievement. Uh, we're partners with a lot of the uh, school systems, FAU, UF, uh, many others. Uh, on the service side, we actually partner with the sports teams, uh, supporting veterans, men and women that serve our country, communities, uh, like uh, firemen and police officers or people serving overseas. So we have partnerships with them. Uh, diversity, example of that would be our partnership with One Pulse Foundation, very proud of that one, Prospera, uh, Urban League, and especially over the last few years with diversity, equity, and inclusion being such a major focus, they're really helpful making sure cities be, being a good corporate citizen in those areas. So, you know, those are, those are examples of our of organizations we partner with, focus on those five, five categories. But you're also personally very active in the community, I understand. You're chairman of the Junior Achievement of South Florida, board member of Boys and Girls Club of Broward County, board member of CEOs Against Cancer. I, I can see where that fits in. Uh, what can you tell us about your role at these organizations? So, so I, I'm, I'm happy to be chair of American Cancer Society, CEOs Against Cancer for Florida. That's, that's a, obviously a special one for me. So when they asked, I was like, absolutely. I know my mom's watching and, and I'm happy to do whatever I possibly can. So, um, so we have a great annual partnership with them, uh, an activation we do in our stores where our customers come in uh, and they do what's called a test rest. If we test rest them on a mattress, we'll donate $25 to American Cancer Study. Uh, last fourth quarter of 2022, I think we raised almost a half a million dollars in that campaign. So all 900,000 of our sales associates actively in stores with every customer trying to help fundraise. So that, that you know, we, we do stuff like that and uh, for a lot of partners. But I, I, I like being chair of ACS and chair of Junior Achievement. One, the organizations are really well run. Um, and, you know, we wouldn't partner with them if we didn't really feel like they're doing, you know, living our values and, and really just being great, you know, well-run organizations, giving back to their, their, their purposes. And uh, I, when they call and they ask for some time, I do the best I can to give every second of my time. But I, you know, family's always first, then my city family, and then whatever available time I got back, um, I'm happy to partner with these organizations. And, you know, uh, um, I enjoy it. I see, I've seen my dad, you know, do a good job over his, you know, 50 plus year career. And you meet great people. You feel you feel fulfilled in your heart, knowing that you know you're 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 helping save lives. Or you're helping make the world a better place. I mean, you're a doctor, okay? You, I consider you guys angels, and in doing you know amazing work every single day. I think I, I you guys are unbelievable, and I love Cleveland Clinic, by the way. Um, but I, I think for all, for the rest of us that aren't you know aren't doctors. Uh, you know, this is where I think I can help save a life, how, how I can help make the world a better place. I know that's pretty impressive. It really is all the things you're doing uh, corporately and personally. So tell me, is there anything else our listeners should expect in the future that's coming from City Furniture? Yeah, we well, you know, I, I hinted at it earlier. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about this new service we just rolled out. It's called City Moves. Uh, so we, during COVID, you'd imagine, you know, you're you know, scary times, right? You know, stores, stores are being shut down. Uh, we got into the moving business. So 
uh, we now offer moving services for free to our customers. They got they have to have a minimum amount of purchase, but uh, uh, it's a it's a service that we are rolling out across all of Florida, helping people move. And uh, you know we're a trusted brand. We we know how to handle furniture and personal goods really well. So you know I think I think uh, people are going to see that we have some really cool technology we're about to re release to help making shopping for furniture really innovative. We think it'll be the best way to shop furniture online. Usually shopping for furniture is difficult. Um, you know, it's hard to imagine. So kind of giving you a hint what it might look like. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think, I think most people, you're just going to see city continuously improve that, you know, going back to the Toyota questions, we're just all about continuous improvement, getting safer, getting happier customers, happier culture. And hopefully, you know, with that, we'll have good growth and we'll continue to have the dough that we need to not only give back to our associates, but also the community that makes us successful in the first place. So that's what I hope you will see. Well, clearly you're already knocking it out of the park. So, Andrew, thank you so much for bringing us into the world of City Furniture. Uh, truly, this has been a wonderfully enlightening experience, learning about you, your store, uh, the community initiatives, everything. So I really appreciate your time and having you with us today. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. To our listeners, to learn more about City Furniture, you can visit cityfurniture.com. And please join me next time on our next episode of the Health Pulse podcast. And make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss out on our latest episodes.